of the most requested topics of discussion we get is the subject of miracles. I, I can't tell you how many times that's one of the higher views and higher questions we get is about miracles. I think that it's so interesting because it's, it's something that was in the Bible but still happens today. A lot of people ask if that still happens today. The answer is absolutely it still happens today. But more than that, I don't know what it is about miracles just because it's something supernatural or something that's such a surprise that I think it's such an interesting topic that people want to discuss. Well, uh, Jordan, if you read the New Testament, after Jesus performed his first, first miracle, Scripture says this beginning of miracles Jesus did. Nowhere in the Bible does it say it ended. Therefore, miracles are just as real and just as possible today as they were in Bible days. And that eliminates the thought that, hey, miracles died out when the apostles died out, because it's not true. This beginning of miracles means it's not over. We get all sorts of questions, but I'm gonna throw a few at you. Okay. First one. She does this to me. Do they still exist? Well, I'm not even gonna let you answer that because that one's just an obvious yes. <laughs> I will skip over that, not waste your time. Okay. Second one, do you have to be in ministry to see miracles in your life? Absolutely not. Do you have to be in ministry to be part of someone else's miracle? Absolutely not. What situation would prompt more miracles in someone's life? Using your faith releasing it to God, and believing for that miracle, expecting a miracle, getting into expectation. Instead of talking about the problem, start talking about the answer. Sometimes you do all the right things and you expect miracles when they don't happen. What do you do when that well, happens? Well, I'm not in charge of that agenda, but I'm, Jordan, I'm continuing to believe for miracles in my own life that haven't happened yet, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna quit. That doesn't mean I'm gonna give up. That doesn't mean I'm gonna stop believing just because it hasn't happened yet. What do you think are some of the more significant miracles in the Bible that really show people the heart of God? <laughs> well, the compassion, I think of Matthew 14, 14, Jesus went out, he saw a great crowd. He was moved with compassion toward them and he healed them. And, and when you go through the Bible, you, you see so many miracles. Look at, the, look at the miracles in the Old Testament. Look at the, the miracles in the New Testament. I, I, I come comes to my mind the miracle that Jesus did when the woman was, uh, was burying her, her last remaining son. And Jesus walked up to the bier or the, 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 the coffin. The scripture says bier, but it, it means the, the, the thing that held the coffin. And, and raised him from the dead. Such compassion because Jesus knew it was her last son. Compassion of, of his raising Lazarus from the dead. You know, people had the idea that Jesus didn't care because Lazarus died and, and four days passed. And he wasn't in a hurry no, to get there. No, no, he wasn't. Well, he might have been praying. He might have been getting himself prepared to pray. Mm. But the most, most important thing is when he got there, he did something. He raised his best friend from the dead. And somebody said, if he hadn't used the name Lazarus, every dead person in the graveyard would have risen up. <laughs> that uh, would have been funny. Uh, you know, miracles have been wonderful. <laughs> miracles ought to be a way of life. Expect a new miracle every day. That's, that's, that's a motto in me. I'm expecting, I'm expecting a new miracle today. I'm expecting miracles in your life, in your sister's lives, in, in Lindsay's life, in my life. I'm expecting miracles every day. Are there any limitations on miracles? No. The types of miracles you no. can expect or have? Spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, family, business, job, ministry, relationships, any area. 
whatever area you need a miracle in, because God is concerned about you. He wants you to be well. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, those are the three major areas of your life. Everything else falls into those three categories. So therefore, He wants you to have miracles in every area of your life. I believe God's waiting for us to believe and to release our faith and to expect them every day, and also to call them in by our faith. How do you call them in? Father, in the name of Jesus, let's just say it's your shoulder. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lay hands on my shoulder. I release my faith. I rebuke every, I don't have pain in my shoulder, but, but if I did, I would say, I would say, I rebuke this pain that's in my shoulder. I command this pain to come out. Satan, you take your hands off my shoulder. I bind you in the name of Jesus and I release my faith for a miracle. And in Jesus' name, I'm going to move my shoulder better. I'm going to be healed. It's going to have no more pain. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it and I'm expecting it. And every morning when I get up, I would say, Lord, that's what I'm expecting. I go into agreement with that prayer. What if I needed something financially like money to pay for a car? Well, I don't believe in just expecting money to fall out of heaven. Okay. I believe in planting seed. If you look uh, in the Bible, in the book of Job, in the 22nd chapter, this uh, scripture that's so well known in the 28th verse where, where the Bible says uh, that you, 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 uh, whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven and the light of God will shine upon you. But you have to look at the verse before. Uh, Job said, I will pay my vows. That's, a, that's seed. I will put seed in the ground. No farmer would be dumb enough to go out and try to gather in a harvest when he had failed to plant seed. You've got to sow. If you, if, you want, if you want finances, if you need finances, begin to sow. Sow out of your heart. Sow out of your life. Sow out of what you have. You say, well, I don't have much. Well, Peter didn't have much either. But he, he loaned Jesus his boat, and he wound up getting a miracle catch of fish, and then his whole life was transformed. It's not the size of your gift. It's the intent of your heart. Pay your vows. That means plant your seed unto God and expect him to open you, as, as Malachi tells us, the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing so much so there's not enough room to receive it in Jesus' name. Is planting seed only necessary when believing for a miracle financially? Or no, does that apply elsewhere? No, it applies, it applies to every area of your life. And it's not just money that you sow. You sow your love, your time, your prayers, uh, what we're doing here on YouTube. I'm sowing as a seed today. I'm sowing this into your life. I'm giving of myself today. Out of every area of my life, my love, my time, uh, every, everything about me, that's a seed that I sow wherever I go in the world. These pastors' conferences I'm conducting around the world. This, this year I'll be in Africa, I'll be in India, uh, to underdeveloped nations pastors teaching on healing the Holy Spirit and seed faith. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going there to get paid. I'm going there, I'm sowing into those ministers' lives. But I'm expecting God to bless me because of it. Well, I mean, I think that just embodies give and it shall be given to you. That's what the Bible so says. Give, give of yourself, give of your time, money, finances, of your love, of your, you know, whatever, volunteer, yeah, but now, but that, anything. That idea, Jordan, uh, that idea has been maligned badly by the media. And I think one reason is because they don't want you to get blessed. The secular world doesn't want you to do well, but God does, and I do. Why do you think they don't want us to do well? I, I, I'm not in their shoes. I can't answer. It just seems that way. Well, I suspect and anybody who doesn't know the Lord the way that we do would not only not understand it, but a lot of people don't want someone else to have what, what they don't or what they can't have. Jealousy. Whether it just be jealousy or whatever their motives are, I don't really know and I don't understand them. But in my world, 
I want Christians to be overwhelmingly blessed and overflowing and every bill paid and, and everything they need coming to them. That's what, that's what we want for, for all Christians. The Bible says in the last days, there is an end time harvest of finances. There is a transfer of wealth, an end time transfer from the unrighteous into the hands of the righteous is coming, my friend. And who is it going to come to? I believe it's going to come to the person who is a sower. Now, what are those finances to be used for? Are they to glorify ourselves? Are they, are they so we can get a new car, so we can get a new house, so we can get a new wardrobe, so we can buy this, buy that? Well, there may be some of that, but that's not the main purpose. The purpose is to bring the name of Jesus to every person on the face of the earth. Jesus himself said, all these things we're seeing, end time, uh, end time uh, the, the earthquake we just saw, uh, the aftershock, they just had another one in California, and that's the third or fourth out of the one they had from Ridgecrest, Ridgecrest this past summer. Jordan, the earthquakes, the pestilence, the violence, the, the hatred, the bitterness, the wars, the rumors of wars, uh, all these things, the famines, all things that are going on, all these things Jesus said must happen, but this is not the end. He said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached in all nations as a witness, and then shall the end come. People are saying, well, are we facing Armageddon right now? No, because the gospel of Jesus has not been preached to the nations. But that end time transfer of wealth is going to put money in the hands of the righteous in order to help facilitate that great end time harvest of souls. So what do we do to be prepared for that? We sow our seed and we expect God to use it for His glory and multiply it back. We sow our love, our time, our money, our prayers, our smiles, whatever we sow. We sow it as unto God and we believe that God will use it for His glory and then multiply it back to us the way the Bible says, regardless of what somebody else thinks or says. If those miracles do come into our lives as we've been expecting and praying, believing and sowing for, what do we do when they happen? I mean, other than dance for joy, maybe. Well, first of all, we give glory to God. Second of all, we use those resources in a way that blesses mankind. What if it's not a financial resource? What if our blessing is in a different way, a miracle we needed for something else? Uh, let's just say you got, a, you got a husband out of the deal. You got a wife out sure, of the deal. Sure, okay. You got <laughs> That's what you were believing for and that was a miracle that you needed. <laughs> you thank God. You give him honor and glory and you sow out of that. How do you sow out of that? Well, praying for someone you, else? You, yeah, praying for someone else. Uh, pray. The Bible says in James 5, pray one for another that you may be healed. That's a seed. Well, a healing is not so black and white as your injured toe. Healing could be a broken relationship sure. or a broken home or some other area of your life that is not the way that God called it to be. A, a healing can be in lots of ways. Exactly. I mean, one time I almost ran out of gas. Don't tell my mother because she'd have an absolute cow and she always nags me about my gas tank getting too low, but that's neither here nor there. I almost ran out of gas and I swear to you, I put my hand on the dashboard because I was in the middle of the desert, nowhereville, driving down I-30. And I was like, I need a miracle for my gas tank to be healed and make it because it was 20 miles until the next gas station. And I had been past zero, it had flatlined. Like it went three, two, one, zero and then flatlined and I still had 20 miles to go. And I swear I was like, I need a miracle and I need gas healing. That was what I said to myself. I was like, if my mother finds out about this, she will never let me hear the end of it. And we made it to the gas station. And, and I, was, I said, thank you for my healing for my car. And it probably sounds really stupid to a lot of people, but that's what I needed at the time. And hey, healing can come 
to anything that is broken or sure. low on gas. Again, don't tell my mother. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's an example of how I wasn't physically ill. It's okay for dad to know, but not mom. <laughs> well, don't tell her. I won't. <laughs> uh, just don't tell her. But it's not a healing I physically needed, but it was a healing. It was a situation that needed healing. And, and that's what I prayed for. And it sounds silly, but in that moment, it wasn't silly. I promise you. It wasn't. I remember once uh, you, you girls were, you girl, well, you probably were a teenager. Uh, your sisters were younger, of course. I remember we had a little dog. And your mother and I were going to some event. I don't recall what it was, a dinner or something. And the little dog jumped off the couch and broke his leg. Yeah, I remember that. And here we were. We were, just, we were, we were dressed. We are ready to go to this event. And, um, and all of a sudden, we got a dog with a broken leg. Oh, well, I'm not going to be able to go to the event. You know, I'm going to have to go to the vet. I'm going to have to do whatever's necessary. And I just reached down and laid my hand on that little dog's leg and prayed. I mean, the little, little leg was just... Uh, flopping out. Like yeah, you, you, obviously, I mean, even I, as a non, non-doctor, you could tell the leg was broken. It's just out here just flopping around. And uh, she's just whining, little dog's just whining, you know, hurting so badly. And your heart just, your heart just melts in that situation. I, I put my hand on that leg of that little dog and just quickly prayed. I watched that leg just straighten out and I put the dog down. She began to run and jump around just like absolutely normal. Now that was a, that was a, like an instantaneous miracle. And I needed a miracle right then. I was supposed to go to this, this event and, and, and not go to the vet. But God intervened because I released my faith and I believed God for a miracle. That little dog, that dog lived with us for a long time. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Miracles are not something that just happened in the Bible or are going out of style or only happen to people who preach and pray for the sick. They can happen to anyone in your own life if that's what your desire is. Well, Lindsay, pray for them, ask Jordan, God. Jordan, her middle name is Lindsay. Uh, uh, he's the, he's trying to pretend that it's my middle name he was calling me. It's not. He was calling me mom's name because he calls me mom's name. He calls me the dog's name. He calls me Olivia's name. He calls me Chloe's name. Don't buy that. <laughs> I, I, I Good forgot, try trying to pawn it off on my I middle name. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, oh well. I, I know, I know. I was going to say the Bible says you shall lay hands on the sick. And, and they, they shall recover. You. Well, you say, well, no, that Who's was you? just for the disciples in the Bible. No. The book of John tells us if we continue in his word, then we are his disciples. Now, we're not Peter. We're not James. We're not John. We're not those, those guys. Those guys are dead and in heaven. But we are his disciples today. So it says we'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And that, well, could, that, doesn't, that doesn't say, well, just those have a calling to the healing ministry. You know, yeah. no, 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 it doesn't say that. No, not at all. That could be you in your life praying for the sick, praying for miracles, praying for someone else's miracle. Maybe you have a friend who needs a financial miracle or a friend who needs a situational miracle, something that doesn't seem like anything's going to repair. Pray for them. Pray yeah. for those people. Pray for a miracle in their life and watch what happens. Maybe maybe it's someone in your family who needs a healing from fear or discouragement or depression or worry. Don't criticize them. Pray for them. That's something we can always do. There's, there's really... Not an opportunity that is coming to mind right now. I'm trying to think really fast, but there's no opportunity that I can think of that isn't an opportunity to pray for something or someone. No situation that would say, well, this is not a good one to pray for. I think they're all good ones to pray for. Why, why wouldn't you? Isn't, isn't the opportunity for a miracle worth praying for any and all situations, even if it doesn't happen? I'm not in charge of that. He always says, I'm in manage I'm in sales, not management. That's his that's his way of saying, Well, what if it doesn't happen? Well, what if I pray for someone and they don't get healed? Well, what if they do? And well, what have you lost by trying? Yeah, and, and that's not my that's not my decision to make. I don't decide if people get healed well, or not. I'm not that's the not healer. up to me. I'm not the healer. I just do the praying. You're in sales, not management. He says it all the time. 
pray for miracles and watch miracles come into your life. And let us know what those are. Tell us in the comments if there's been miracles. You, your family, your friends, tell us. We or, love hearing about or it. Or if you need prayer, let us know that too. Yeah, if you need prayer for miracles. I mean, we're here for that too. Thanks for tuning in today. Subscribe so you don't miss anything. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We have a special offer available for you. Just click on the link for more information. Or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777 to request your free booklet and